WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download that free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Another air quality action day has been in effect for millions of people around Michigan due to the smoke that's drifted over the state from wildfires in Canada. The Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy says there will be elevated levels of pollution in counties stretching from Monroe to Wexford County and from Lake Huron to Kalamazoo, as well as St. Joseph County. Governor Gretchen Whitmer said she's keeping an eye on the situation. This is something that when there's a fire in Canada, it impacts our quality of life, our, our ability to breathe. And so this is why our work around climate, our work around um, improving air quality, water quality is so, so important. Authorities today recommended active children and adults, as well as people with respiratory illnesses like asthma, limit outdoor activity. The city of Benton Harbor has satisfied the EPA's requirements to get a Safe Drinking Water Act order terminated. The EPA announced today efforts to replace lead water lines are complete, and the Benton Harbor water system has met its requirements for the order to be lifted. In 2021, the EPA issued a unilateral administrative order to the Benton Harbor Public Water System outlining the steps needed for the system to come into compliance with the Safe Drinking Water Act. There's been much done since. The EPA says 100% of the lead service lines in the city have been replaced, and the water system has not experienced a lead action level exceedance in any of its most three recent lead and copper rule compliance periods. The city will continue to work with the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy to ensure safety standards are maintained. Berrien County Animal Control has worked with a consultant to help improve operations, and Shelter Manager Ashley Herr gave an update today to the Berrien County Board of Commissioners. She says a representative from Outcomes for Animals spent a week in town back in February taking a look at the shelter. One recommendation had to do with staffing. She thinks that we are lower staffed than any shelter she's really come in contact with. Usually shelters are overstaffed. She realized that we have a need to grow our staff very much so. Her said it was also recommended that the shelter change its hours to be open after most people are off work. That helps with adoptions. The addition of two positions could also help. Two full-time outreach and outcomes supervisor positions, essentially, to help us make sure that we are communicating with the public. Hey, we have these animals available. Let's talk. Her noted the staffing issue is not unique to Berrien County Animal Control, nor is the high level of intakes as many people give up their pets due to an inability to support them. The consultant did commend the staff for their level of dedication and the department for its level of community engagement. The lack of rain lately has caused some problems for the Berrien County Road Department. Speaking to colleagues this morning, Berrien County Commissioner Julie Werfel said the administration committee heard this week from the department about dusty gravel roads. At this time, nothing can really be done about them. The contractor has said there's just not enough moisture in the ground. They've tried everything, and they are actually backing off doing any of that now until we get some rain that can get absorbed into that gravel in those roads. Werfel said the department may need to address that issue earlier in the year when rain is more likely. We could get a break this weekend, though, as rain is in the forecast starting Saturday night and continuing into next week. The Michigan Department of Transportation is advising drivers there will be nightly double lane closures on eastbound I-94 at Pipestone Road starting this Sunday. The agency says the closures are for bridge repairs. They'll be in effect from 7 p.m. through 7 a.m. next Thursday. During the work, eastbound 94 at Pipestone will be reduced to one lane. Drivers should expect delays and alternate routes are recommended. You can find out about any MDOT construction project at michigan.gov drive. 
Woodland's Behavioral Healthcare Network in Cassopolis has found a new way to combat opioid overdoses with the dis- distribution of naloxone. It's gotten a naloxone vending machine. Substance Abuse Prevention Coordinator E.J. McAndrew tells us Wayne State University contacted the group about the idea. They sent us the vending machine, and the state of Michigan provides the boxes of naloxone, and we are just bringing awareness around our campaign, as well as the need for naloxone in your home. Even for those who are not dealing with a substance use disorder or use recreational drugs, if you have a pain medication in your home, you should also have naloxone in your home. McAndrew says the naloxone available via the vending machine is free. She says with drug overdoses in southwest Michigan still at emergency levels, it's more important than ever to educate people about how the drug can reverse overdoses and to distribute it. She knows of locations with naloxone vending machines in Muskegon and Detroit and says there should be more elsewhere. The machine can be found at the Woodlands Behavioral Healthcare Network office on Austin Street in Cassopolis. The U.S. House this week approved legislation from Congressman Bill Heisinger intended to help fledgling businesses get investors. He tells us the Accredited Investor Definition Review Act revises who may be considered an accredited investor for purposes of taking part in private offerings of securities. Currently, such an individual must have assets of $1 million. Heisinger says the idea of changing that came out of discussions with entrepreneurs about who could have investors. Some of them were lawyers, some of them had their MBA, some of them were very successful business people, but they did not fit the technical definition of an accredited investor. Heisinger says the current Securities and Exchange Commission rules for accredited investors limit funding for small business startups. Every publicly traded company and big corporation, medium-sized corporation, they all started basically in the garage of somebody or in the basement of somebody's home. The bill would give the SEC more flexibility to use its discretion when allowing such investments. Heisinger says the bill passed the House with the unanimous voice vote. When the Detroit Tigers play the Atlanta Braves on Monday in Detroit, who will be throwing out the first pitch? It'll be Berrien County Sheriff Paul Bailey. He's been invited to do the honors as part of Law Enforcement Appreciation Night at Comerica Park. Bailey told us his own staff made it happen. Retired Chief Deputy Robert Boyce put me in for it, and they called and said that I would have the honor of throwing out the first pitch. So first of all, I want to thank the Tigers for recognizing law enforcement and public safety and what they do every day. And it's an honor to throw out the first pitch. Bailey says he's been practicing his throw with the help of his grandkids. He plans to bring them along with Boyce under Sheriff Chuck Height and his daughter. we got good seats. I know that. I don't know exactly where they are, but I've been told they're really good. So uh, it'll be Bailey says he played baseball in the 1970s and his position was catcher. He didn't have trouble throwing the ball back then, but he's waiting to see what happens Monday. The game will be at 6.40 p.m. And the annual Makers Trail Festival will be this Saturday at Waco Beach in Bridgman. The event attracts thousands to the beach each year to try out the offerings of local breweries and more. St. Joseph Today's Daniel Crevere tells us it's a lot of fun. We're just asking everyone to come and join us for a celebration of Southwest Michigan makers. Um, we've got breweries, wineries, cideries, distilleries there, so you can get a taste of some of your favorite you know, local makers and maybe try some new ones. And then, of course, it's a beautiful day on the beach. We've got some live music and some great food trucks, and it'll just be a really, really great Saturday to spend in Southwest Michigan. There will be 21 makers and six food vendors. Crevere says the event kicks off at 1 p.m. with a DJ, and the live music starts at, at 2 with the JR. Clark Band. Size Matters will play at 345 and Craw Puppies play at 530. Tickets are $10 now, but they will be $20 on the day of the festival. The parking lot at Waco Beach will be closed to cars for much of the weekend, and those who attend the festival will park in town and walk down. They could also take the new Waco Beach bus.
WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden met with British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak today at the White House. Here's ABC's Karen Travers after their joint news conference. The president was asked about some of the laws across the country that have been put into effect to restrict rights, targeting some of these members of the community. And the president said these are hysterical and prejudicial people who are appealing to fear. He said these are our kids, our neighbors, and these are issues that matter a great deal. He said he wants to make sure that they know that they are loved, and that this administration has your back. With weather systems expected to hardly budge the smoky blanket billowing across the U.S. and Canada from wildfires in Quebec and Nova Scotia are expected to continue tomorrow and possibly the weekend. That means at least another day or more of a dystopian-style detour that's chased players from ball fields, actors from Broadway stages, delayed thousands of flights, and sparked a resurgence in mask wearing and remote work. That's all while raising concerns about the health effects of prolonged exposure to such bad air. U.S. National Weather Service meteorologist Brian Ramsey says the weather system that's driving the great Canadian-American smoke out, quote, will probably be hanging around at least for the next few days. Speaking of which, that thick smoke prompted President Biden today to cancel a Pride concert. ABC's Karen Travers is more. The White House has postponed until Saturday a Pride concert that was scheduled for tonight on the South Lawn due to the poor air quality in Washington, D.C. because of the Canadian wildfires. Senior Biden administration officials said this event will be the largest Pride celebration ever at the White House, featuring hundreds of LGBTQI plus families and kids from across America. The show of support comes as Republican lawmakers and presidential candidates have unleashed a new wave of laws targeting this community and as they face an onslaught of discrimination, violence and other threats. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Former President Donald Trump and his aides are bracing for a potential indictment in the classified documents investigation as prosecutors handling the probe have been spotted at a Miami courthouse where a grand jury has been hearing from witnesses. Trump's lawyers have been told that he is a target of the investigation, the clearest indication yet criminal charges could be coming soon, according to one person familiar with the matter. In an effort to get ahead of a potential indictment, aides have been reaching out to Trump allies in Congress to be prepared to go on television and offer defenses of the former president, according to another person familiar with the matter. Meanwhile, as Trump is being accused of hiding classified documents at his Florida estate, Republicans on Capitol Hill are responding to developments. ABC's Ike Agiochi has more from Washington. Senate Republicans were very careful not to get ahead of the DOJ on a possible indictment of former President Donald Trump. Senator Tom Tillis says he's waiting to see what the indictment would reveal. If there is an indictment, what it entails, and then ask me questions when we've got a real situation versus a hypothetical. We really don't know if there is an indictment, what the scope of it's going to be. Ike Jachi, ABC News, Washington. Authorities say a white Florida woman accused of shooting and killing her black neighbor told investigators she felt threatened by the victim and her young children. A report released today by the Marion County Sheriff's Department came as Susan Louise Lawrence made her initial appearance in court and was assigned a public defender. In a statement to investigators after uh, the shooting, she was quoted as saying she had problems with children in the neighborhood not respecting her. The report also details allegations. The woman physically attacked the victim's children and called, called them racist names. A funeral for the black mother of four, a Jiki Owens, is scheduled for Monday. And the Supreme Court has handed down an opinion upholding portions of the Voting Rights Act. The ruling was based on electoral maps drawn by Republicans in Alabama. 
In a 5-4 to four majority opinion with Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh siding with the liberal justices, the court ruled that one map that concentrated minority voters in one district is discriminatory and needs to be redrawn. More from ABC's Devin Dwyer. They only created one majority black district. That was challenged in court, and today the Supreme Court said that map with one majority black district with a state with 27% of voters uh, being black people uh, is a violation of the Voting Rights Act. It's discriminatory. It dilutes black voting power in, in that it limits their ability to choose a candidate uh, that they would prefer in that state. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.